this is the Eccles Unlimited Podcast. I'm your host, Terrence Eccles, and today I have the special privilege of being joined by my best friend. His name is Jacob Rasabi from the St. John Fisher men's lacrosse team. Jake, how you doing? I'm great, Terrence. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. It's a crazy time going on. Uh, we were currently recording outside, and we're about six feet apart, you know? Give or take. Right. Give, give or take a few inches or so. Yeah, I just wanted to talk to you about, you know, what's been going on and, like, how the coronavirus has affected your season, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, first and foremost, I wanted to ask you about your thoughts on what's been going on currently in this country with the protest of uh, the murders of black people by the police and other people who are trying to enforce the law. And I just want to get your thoughts on, you know, what's been going on in the country and what you think about that issue. I think right now in America, there is a ridiculous amount of racial tension and that just doesn't need to be the case anymore. It's been that way for hundreds of years, unfortunately, and we're witnessing like the biggest civil rights movement. I mean, ever, I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. 50 states and I'm not sure the number of countries, but it's a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you look at it and what's happened is so wrong. But at the same time, I see you see people doing kind of taking advantage of this movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, and just like using it for their own personal agenda and push it and like using their own motives to just take advantage of it and to a point um make it seem like it's become violent like i don't think the rioters are should be associated with it right yeah absolutely it's they've used it for their own personal gain uh, they're turning peaceful protests into something that's violent to where the police feel like they also have to be violent. And, mm-hmm. you know, when the police are violent, it's never a good case, you know, especially uh, for black people in this country. And as we've seen over and over again and so many people losing their lives, it's just unfortunate that it's come to this. And it's unfortunate that this is an issue like this is something that is being debated, you know, I agree. Because, you know, it's it, people are losing their lives because for unjust reasons. Exactly, yeah. And, I mean, you take, you look at this past week and stuff like that, and you see what's been going on, and it's just disgusting to see, like, the the fact that this still exists. Yeah. And it's so deeply embedded with some people. It shouldn't mm-hmm. even really be a debate anymore. It's not, it's not blacks versus whites. It's not anything like that. It's racist versus non-racist it's right very simple yeah and it's and like you just as long as you know like people should know right from wrong yeah yeah being and in the wrong is like being in the wrong is being racist exactly just so everyone knows just extremely so extremely racist yeah. and we don't like that exactly so yeah it's it's a crazy time you know we just got to continue to you know learn and educate each other and i think that's what we've been doing these past few days like you and i've been talking a lot especially and, you know, especially us being uh, from two different sides of it, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it's important to have these types of conversations, to have these difficult uh, conversations with other people from different backgrounds and different races, because that's the only way we can continue to learn and educate and love each other. And, you know, love is the answer. hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, well, it's like it's like we're that Drew Beast picture from his his Instagram. Remember? Well, well, 
post this. He made his apology. He posted, he posted a stock photo of two hands like this. Wow. Dude, he messed up with saying that stuff. Yeah. I don't think... No, he missed the mark. Oh, my God. Sure. So bad. I can't believe... I can't believe as an NFL quarterback and a leader and someone... Basically, a celebrity status... Yeah. Would say something like that. Yeah. Like, it's not disrespecting the flag. It's trying to bring awareness to something exactly. that's been going on for exactly. a very long time. Exactly. Yeah. No, he he completely missed the mark. That was it's, ridiculous. It's I couldn't okay. believe that. Right. You know, it's okay for him to think that way, but for him to answer the question in that fashion. It was, was kind of arrogant. A it's, bit. Fe- it's offensive, you know, because yeah. it's like it's like you completely disregarded what the person was asking you completely disregarded what the protest is about you can feel that way about the protest yeah it's just you have to understand what it's about and and i think a lot of people get it wrong where they say that they don't agree with the protest so in a way they aren't supporting the people who are doing the protest you know you can you can support the cause but you can't don't have to support the protest you know yes i agree it's like it's like supporting legalizing nudity in the world and not supporting protests of people just going up and flashing cameras on like news channels. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like I think a lot of people just don't understand that and they get it mis misconstrued. Yes. Yeah. And they, they just think that these players are protesting the flag when really it's not about that. And the people I, and some people know it's not about that. They just say that because they don't want to look bad for their views on how they feel about, you know, the black lives matter movement. I and, agree. Uh, police brutality and all that. Yeah. A hundred percent. I just right. like, yeah, I can't believe you said it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, it's, he's like, I mean, he's a huge NFL he's star a, he's an NFL quarterback who has profit. Like he has made his living by throwing to, huh. Yeah. Black players, yeah. like he's made his living using black players to block for him, black players to hand the ball off, exactly. To, black players to throw the ball to. So, you know, it, it's good now what we're seeing on Instagram from him. I like to see his. I saw his letter to President Trump, and he's been really trying to uh, learn from his mistakes. And, yeah, and, and I, I respect the guy for that. I right. mean, one slip up, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah. Yeah. I mean you have to take it seriously and educate yourself and i think that's what a lot of people have to do during this and like you need to be able you need to be i think some people are very close-minded and need to be willing to have that conversation to bridge the gap and be like this is what's going on like you need to understand that it's not the narrow-minded like for the kneeling for the when people say they're kneeling for the flag and they're like disrespecting america like that's narrow-minded. They're not doing it right. because of that. Right. These players are doing it to bring awareness to police brutality exactly. that's go- that has been going on. Right. And, yeah. you know, like, not like it's not like all cops are racist either. It's right. It's not like, yeah. like, you can't... Not I, all black people are a threat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that, but, like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, like, I, when people make those generalizations, yeah. it's just a little too much. Right. Like, yeah. No, it's it's... You have to understand. You have people have to like just be cognitive of that and just give someone the benefit of the doubt in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like our, black people, we should trust police. We should trust that police are going to protect us, even though that hasn't been the case in, in yes, many yes. situations. Like that should be eventually. That's what we want to get towards. Yeah, you want, want them to have the best interest for anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Exactly, but and like, and we want we want the police to look at us and not see a big threat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like what they see in us right now, you know, because a majority of the time we're just chilling. 
we're doing our thing. Yeah. You know? Like people people sometimes over exaggerate and say say things and do things that I mean, yeah, you see these videos of these people like Yeah, just they they're doing way too there's much. There's just some people who who excessive force and Yeah, yeah. And the people who like will call the cops, like I saw a video where someone claimed that um another person was threatening their life and yep. when you say those two words it's like Yep. Then the, it's then like the, the cops show up, guns, guns are blazing, yeah, like Guns drawn screw, to an innocent man who that. hasn't touched anyone. Yeah, you know, and it's it's a scary sight. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a very scary situation. I'm sure I'm sure we we'd all feel, you know, but you know, it, it's a tough time here in America, and you know, unfortunately, the abuse of power by many people and police brutality is not the only thing uh, that is hurting Americans mm-hmm. right now. Another thing is the coronavirus. I know uh, that your season got cut short, very short. Yes, very actually. Short. How, how many games in? Five games. F- just five just games five. In, into your junior season oh. uh, for St. John Fisher, attackman. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about that. You know, what was it like uh, going through that whole experience? Yeah, so literally the week prior – we were on spring break in Florida, and we had just played our last game, and they were, our coaches were like, you know, just for the sake of safety, we're going to fist bump this team instead of shake their hands just because, like, right. the off chance it could be there. Yeah. So I was like, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. Yeah. Like, it's not a big deal. Fly home on Saturday or Sunday or whatever it was. Get back. Two days of practice. Have our last game on Wednesday. We're driving out to Union on the bus, and I'm, like, on Twitter, and I'm seeing, you know, all the Ivy League schools are canceling their seasons. And then it's like Amherst, Tofts, a lot of those types of schools. Yep. I don't remember. This is so horrible. I can't remember the name of their league. NESCAC? Yeah, the NESCAC. Yeah, all right. Yeah, the yes, NESCAC schools started canceling their seasons. And that's when I started getting concerned. I was like, what's going on? Right. So, whatever. We get out to Union Player Game, head home. Get home. And, you know, check Twitter again, same thing. It's, like, getting more and more. And I'm like, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. Next day, sitting in class, like, last class of the day, we're, like, waiting for word on, like, whether or not we're having practice. And then... What day of the week was this? This was Thursday. Oh, yep. Thursday, yeah. I remember sitting in class. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And our professor's, like, trying to teach us. And I'm just, like, checked out because I'm, like, how am I supposed to pay attention when pretty much school is on the line right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. And... That afternoon, our president set out, sent out a letter saying that we'd be we'd be gone for a minimum of two weeks. Okay. And then everything would would supposedly resume. And then later that afternoon, the NCAA put out their statement canceling all the canceling March Madness, all right. spring sports across all levels, and whew, that sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It, it was definitely. Uh, a tough situation. Uh, our season was already over, but I can't imagine going through that and having to, you know, talk to your seniors and be like, "Hey, the season just ended. Like it didn't end. Like it didn't end in a tournament loss or a tournament win. Like it just ended yeah. out of nowhere because of this this virus, this invisible thing that you can't see. And it, it's it's really sad. It's really unfortunate. And you know, what was everyone's reaction once that happened? So that Thursday that we got word from the NCAA that the spring season was canceled, we went to our coach's house and just kind of like one last, like, team gathering right? together with all the coaches there. Right. And there was just tears, and it was horrible. It was horrible. But I know 
thankfully, the NCAA came through and gave us all an extra year of eligibility, which right. is what everything, everybody was, like, pushing for, I think, from the beginning. And mm-hmm. um, some of our seniors are able to take that, but some of them, unfortunately, have to move on with their lives, and they have yeah. jobs set up. I know um, one of our defensemen has a job, I believe, at Constellation Brands right now, and he's not coming back. And then one of our LSMs is moving to Tennessee to go work somewhere, some firm Jeez. down there. Wow. Yeah. But, like, time, unfortunately, time moves on. You can't. Yeah. You can't stay in college forever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they only got five games out of their senior season. I'm sure they're they're disappointed. They're upset about exactly. the way things ended. Yeah. But you know, we we just move on. We have to deal with. We have to roll with the punches and just keep moving, keep pushing forward. So. Yeah. Uh, so what's it been like since you've been home? Quarantine has been not amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's basically when I was when I mean when we had classes still it was like wake up do like class if it was a regular time class or whatever and then after that um work out do what i can in the basement our coaches were sending out us out workouts that we could do through an app which was great for the time being he kept us busy for a couple weeks but like i mean it got it just like got old staying inside every day and doing like these these workouts like you can like it's just like limited you know what i mean yeah there's not a lot of like diversity and what you can do exactly. and stuff like that yeah. so it got monotonous really quick but mm-hmm. um can barely like leave the parameters of yeah i mean program. it was horrible yeah. it was horrible mm-hmm. <laughs> there's nothing to do and then after i'd work out i'd just be like do homework or study for the rest of the day yeah and then at exactly. night just play video games and then just do it all over again like these yeah. months flew by because it felt like the same day every single day right yeah, and it, a lot. What I talk to a lot of people about is like most people are just like checked out of everything. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. That is the best way I could describe it. Like classes were so difficult to pay attention in mm-hmm. and like stay in tune to. So I'm very thankful. I don't. I know you guys did it a little differently, but mm-hmm. they allowed us to have all our classes be pass fail if we wanted to right. choose that. I didn't choose that, although I probably should have chose two of my classes to be passed, <laughs> and I could have got a higher GPA, but it's right. okay. Yeah, same here. Mm. But, you know, keep it true. It's fine. Yeah. It's not a big deal. But, like, I, in the beginning of the semester, I was taking online Spanish, just mm-hmm. for an example, and I ended up dropping that because it was so difficult for me to do online. Right, yeah. So a lot of these other classes, professors, like, adjusted their um, – like syllabus i guess yeah in the curriculum yeah so they made it easier for us because i know so one of my classes we were originally supposed to read a whole like like academic or academic article like a journal i don't even know like a that. journal or yeah i don't even know like what, it was, what it was called but it was okay. like an analysis of a country or something along those lines okay and then we were supposed to do a write-up about it but we ended up just doing another presentation on a country doing research on it and then like a 10-page paper which is like so much like i'm fine with that because right. like some of this other stuff would have been hard right yeah and absolutely like the group work became difficult because you had to do everything over zoom and like homework even if you had questions you had to zoom with your professor and just like it was like a disconnect yeah it was like being in the there's nothing like being in the classroom versus doing it over the computer right it absolutely just, not like the, i don't want to say the quality of education dropped but like it wasn't 
it wasn't the it's same. It's not the same. It's yeah, not like exactly. And I know the professors are doing the best they can, but yeah, the reality of it is we're not in the class. It's just right. not the same. Yeah, especially with you know two weeks to prepare. If you're a yeah, professor yeah. who's not very used to using some of the those online softwares and those websites, it's I can't it's imagine a like trying to set that up and do that. I I can't imagine even being professor. You I know? know they gave our professors a week off to prepare yeah. for this. Yeah, that's terrible. So it's. it's and you know what? What else could the school have done? Exactly, you know? there was not much else to do. They didn't really have a choice, right? But I you think, know. I know when I was leaving on that Friday morning, I was like, "There's just no shot we're coming back. I'm just gonna take everything with me." That was see, that was the smart thing. Yeah, you know, you're a smart guy, Jacob. I think that's why we're best friends because I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wait two weeks to, just to get my my stuff. You know, it's kind of it's kind of hard. Yeah. To to live life, you know, without some of the luxuries I, I bring to school, you know? I do, I know. Like like my squatty potty. <laughs> Shout out to Squatty Potty. If you have one, you know. If you know Squatty Potty. Sponsor you know, you know, Eccles Limited you know, Podcast. How has it been like communicating with your teammates uh during this time? So I mean I've been in contact with most of them through via Snapchat, text, whatever it is, right. but Got group chats and yeah, exactly. All that. As far as team stuff goes, our coach has been having us on Thursday nights meet together for like an hour, hour and a half, and we our our like homework, I guess, is to read a, two chapters out of this book and um, watch film and like basically just take notes on the chapters and just say a couple things that have been or we noticed that were um, of value to like bring to conversation, right? And the film we're supposed to go through it and watch it and then mark down little timestamps of like significant plays or things we see that are similar to like what our scheme is okay i see so it's nice to see everybody on that zoom call and like last thursday we had our banquet on on zoom which was pretty cool did they did he send food to your house i wish bro like i want a chicken parm all my fish guys know about the chicken parm okay Chicken parm at Fisher. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Rochester chicken parm is amazing. No, bro. no. Our coach loves chicken parm. Oh I every see. I see single that. every single time we go overnight somewhere, chicken parm. Coach Dobbins is the goat for the chicken parm. He that's what he orders or he gets He gets everybody the chicken parm. Oh, okay. Okay, I respect that. Yeah, no, you I'm know? like not complaining. It's I'm right. just saying it's every time. Yeah, no, I did that my sophomore year. I got chicken parm every season yeah. for every single great meal. meal. Yeah. And he knows we love it. Right, yeah. No, you can't go wrong. Exactly. It's, I it's love it. Great... What kind of pasta do you eat with it, though? Hmm. I would prefer, like, rigatoni, but, like, I can do spaghetti. Are you talking about sauce? Are you talking about actual pasta? Like the pasta, dog. You got to go penne, bro. Or, yeah, well, penne's good, too. Penne, penne is elite with chicken parm. That is the best That is the best pasta that you could eat. That Penne, penne is the best pasta. I'm, I'm just going to say it. Penne is the best pasta. Wait, no, no, no. I'm bugging. Tortellini is the best pasta. Tortellini? Yeah, tortellini and penne. Tortellini is the one with the cheese in it, right? Yeah. Not ravioli. That's not ravioli. Ravioli has cheese in it, too. Tortellini is like the little ones. Tortellinis are kind of like a like a little, like a half moon type thing, but they're filled with stuff. Like yeah. cheese and meat and sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like different shaped raviolis, kind of. Okay. All right, yeah. I mess with tortellini. I don't really like ravioli that much. Yeah, whenever I don't, you I don't really like whenever it. you ordered out, you get like four. True. Yeah, I don't order that either. I don't really know. I need like ten or fifteen. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want you to count my pasta. I want you to just dump it in. 
You're not counting my penne, are you? Yeah, true. How many strands of spaghetti true. did this guy get? True. Yeah, another thing is like meatballs, bro. They put like one or two meatballs in it. it, it, it Sometimes they're some big. big. Old meat, some big old meatballs in your pasta. Like, bro, like, what do you want me to do with this? Like, cut it up? I'd rather take like four, four medium-sized ones versus one giant one. For meatball? For meatball. Because, like, bro, I'd the big like ones. Eight me- well, yeah, okay, ones. eight medium-sized ones. Fair. But, like, the big ones, they're not – I want the crunch on the outside. I don't want it just to be, like, oh yeah, it's mushy, mushy on the inside. Yep, okay. Respect respect that. All right, uh, we're getting off topic. We're, yeah. we're supposed to be talking about no more pasta. your lacrosse career and how <laughs> you're going to kill it next year, be All-American. Mark my words, All-American right here. Let's hope. Jackman. Shout out Jack Henry, who who was All-American last year. Shout out RC. Shout out Jigga, my fellow JD boys. Colioli, go. Corey Globs, also the other goat. So, like, what is it like on a on a road trip for you guys? Do you do two to three to a room? Like, how how many people? Mm, well, a lot of our games we have we don't really have to stay over for, but when we have, so like when we used to play Stevens, we'd stay over down there. That was a hell of a drive right there. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, that's Rochester, New York to Hoboken, New Jersey. For those who don't know, that and Ro- Rochester is like the second highest upstate city it's in far New York away state and buffalo Ho- is the hoboken. only one farther away from hoboken than rochester right yeah buffalo is the only yeah exactly uh phew, that was a long drive yeah. uh, seven hours Yikes. six hours maybe something like that but it's long enough and especially on a bus yeah but right. like so we'd go down there and like our sophomore year we went down there twice um okay because we had an away game and the empire championship was there okay and we ended up winning Roll cards, Let's but go. yeah, stayed like three, three in a room. Um, just kind of hang out with the boys. Go like go. We went to this really nice restaurant um, for the Empire Championship. Like it was sweet chicken parm. It was delicious though. It was some like local Italian place. Like okay. respect it. Super classy. Um, yeah, like three to a room. Watch the movies, just chilled, really, like, nothing crazy. Okay. But, like, our road trips are fun. Everybody either sleeps or messes around with each other on the bus. We get right. snacks and stuff like that. Shout out the parents. <laughs> Goats. The snacks on a bus trip are essential. 100%. You know, what's your favorite uh, bus trip snack? <sighs> Honestly, they got us Wegman subs a lot. No yeah, way. Yeah, like, the pre-made dude. ones, they're fire. Oh, that's tough. So probably a Wegman sub, honestly. Because, like, when we would go home, they'd always have, like, Wegman sub for us. Yeah, yeah it was elite. legendary. I, I mess I mess with some, some Wegman subs. Um, yeah, no, unfortunately we don't have Wegmans in Poughkeepsie, but. Come upstate. Yeah, I know. Danny Wegman. Go. Open. Original Wegmans, Wegmans is in. Close to Marist College. I guarantee that's a bag right there. The original Wegmans is, like, down the street from Fish. No way. Is it, like, huge? No, it's tiny. It's, like, the very first Wegmans. But they didn't change it? Like, they didn't make it this big, extravagant thing, like the one we have here in No, nah, they, like, hometown? updated it, but, like, I'm pretty sure... Bro. Like, last time I was there, the sign looked like the old school sign, if you remember it. Like, the yeah, block letters, not, yeah. the, not the cursive. Right. Yeah. No, I like I like both, honestly. I mean, whenever I see an old school Wegmans, I'm just, like... Because they still oh, got geez. one out uh, in the west side of Syracuse. What has this whole situation taught you? As far as coronavirus goes? Yeah. Ah. Base thing is don't take anything for granted because 
this is just a example of like how fast something you love can get taken away from you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so I, like when I was a sophomore in high school, tore my ACL, boom, season's gone. I remember that. When I was a senior in high school, unfortunately lost my uncle to um, bladder cancer, but yeah, that's something cancer. like that, like right. you see how fast something can get taken away from you and like, yeah. you just, yeah, you can't, it sounds cliche, but you can't go out there. You have to go out there every day and play like it's your last day because you don't know. As we found it, out, like yeah. it was, yeah. and we just didn't know it yet. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's not a good feeling to yeah. be like, you know, to, we have you tomorrow. Know. You don't always have tomorrow. Yeah. And that's the reality of it. Right. Just leave it all out there. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great lesson that we can learn. In like whatever facet of life we're in, you know, not just athletics and sports. You exactly. Know? Yeah, that's a big that's a big life lesson. Not not just necessarily sports. Right. I think a lot of lessons you learn in sports can be applied to life too. Exactly. Like I you think- know, man, I got a fifty on this test. I'm gonna I'm gonna try again the, the next test. You know, and and then you get a C average. Yeah. You get a fifty on one test. You get a hundred on another test, bro. Imagine if you went all in on both tests and you got like eighty five. You got a B average. That's hype. B's get degrees. <laughs> Technically, C's get degrees, right, but B's right. look a lot better on yeah, your Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> C's get degrees, but B's look better. All right? that that's Shoot for them A's. Exactly. Shoot for the A's, but if you get a B, you know. Shoot for the moon, you miss, you get a B. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, let's talk a little bit about, you know, St. John Fisher College and why you sort of chose to go there. Okay. You know? Yeah. And, so... Coming off my ACL, like I mentioned, um, kind of fell off the radar of a lot of people of a lot of some schools that were looking at me for lacrosse. So I was, I mean, sophomore. That's got to be tough, you know. Yeah, summer of sophomore year for lacrosse before the rules were changed um, was like a big time to like get recruited and start talking to coaches. Absolutely. Yeah. So losing that was tough, and I reached out to one of my old club coaches, Rick Beardsley. Absolute Syracuse legend, in case you don't know. Shout out to him. Legend. But uh, he hooked me up with a visit at Naz and at Fisher. And I was like, I was like, yeah, why not? I'll go check these places out. Naz, obviously didn't end up there. <laughs> don't really care for them all that oh, much. Right, yeah. That, that, no, that's the big rival, you know. Yeah. Huge rival. But, uh-huh. I mean, it was an easy decision after seeing Fisher, too, because, like, I mean, it was just—it was just an easy decision. Right. I like the coaches there a lot more, mm-hmm. and not to say, no, no, I just like our coaches a lot more, and yeah. like I liked the atmosphere on Fisher too. It was more of like, more of like the—I don't even know how to describe it—more welcoming, kind of. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, more open and like, I don't want to say bright, but it was like okay. Yeah, no, I could see that for sure. I I saw the campus when we played uh, our game there, and then. I went there um, on a visit too, and the campus is beautiful. Like, yeah, a oh lot my of God, a lot yeah. of new it's buildings. Oh, brand new! They just put up a brand new dorm. I mean, this fall was the first time anybody lived in it. Oh, beautiful! Right? Yeah, I lived in it. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. What was the setup in there? I mean, typical two beds, your own bathroom. I mean, it was nice. Like, okay, I thought they did a great job with it. And that air conditioning. Oh, beautiful. Needed. That is elite. Bro, that is I know. elite, especially at the beginning and the end of the school year. Oh, my God. The fall is brutal. Freshman year, I remember getting out of the shower and just, like, sweating still because it was so hot in yeah. our room. Fourth floor with four other or three other roommates. I can't imagine. 
I can't imagine. Bro, imagine... Remember sophomore year? Like, the beginning of the school year, sophomore year? It was, like, as hot as I've ever seen it. Oh, I'm trying to think. Like, New York oh, State yeah. as a whole was just burning. I remember just keeping my blinds closed, like, the entire time, not to let the sun in. Right. And just, like, turned our air as low as it could go. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. just got freezing in our room. Right, yeah, that's what we did, too. You know, piggybacking off of, you know, why you chose Fisher for Fisher, but, like, you also chose for lacrosse. Why did you choose to play lacrosse in college? It was something – it was, like, a dream of mine since I was a kid. I wanted to play lacrosse in college. I mean, ideally I wanted to go D1, but knee kind of got in the way of that, and timing and whatever just kind of screwed me over. But, I mean, I – I like. I'm glad I ended up choosing D3, mm-hmm. honestly, and I commend the people that do play Division One sports and stuff like that. Like it's insane the commitment you have to give to in order to do that. Right. But I personally wanted more of like the whole college experience. Right. And I yeah. mean, yeah, it's like a full time job. If yeah, you were to basically. Play at a big big time like school. Yeah. yeah, I mean we do it like differently than a lot of Division One schools do. Like. A lot of Division One schools like pick their practice time, and then you got to plan your yeah. schedule around that. But for us, it's like academics come first, which is what I like. And it's sure. like you take the classes that you need to take, and if you have to miss a practice, that's okay because right. you're you're at school to learn. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. Like you're not at school to play sports. Right. But like also St. John Fisher, like your facilities are elite. Oh yeah. You know? It's not. It's not like you go. It's not like you go to a D3 school, so you have like shabby facilities oh yeah they set us up for like success yeah absolutely you know the buffalo bills train there you know it's such a beautiful campus it's such a beautiful like athletics complex the two turf fields right one turf field two grass fields okay two okay uh you you have two really nice fields our grass fields are beautiful yeah yeah absolutely they're they're well they're well manicured and oh my god all this ground screw goats shout out shout out to the st john fisher uh grounds crew Let's just talk about some of before, like before we end. What are you most looking forward to when you return back to St. John Fisher in the fall? Oh, hope hopefully, right? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully hear something soon. But what I'm most looking forward to is definitely seeing my, all my teammates again because it's it felt very weird this year going however many months it's been without seeing them yeah like during the time we should have been playing lacrosse right so and this is usually the time of the season where like i mean the fall obviously we all get close but like the spring season is where we all like mesh together and it's just like it's like the fun part of the year you know what i mean right. like the fall Absolutely. is fun like but get the spring is like our like it's real, our season real real life games yeah exactly Make so, another tournament run yeah exactly mm-hmm. so i mean that's the best part of the year and we miss that but like Going back now, yeah, easily what I'm most looking forward to is seeing everybody again and all in one group setting, which is, like, ideal. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, maintain a little social distancing, but, I mean, <laughs> I miss these boys. Facts. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, you know, it's it's been a tough time. You know, we're just going to have to keep pushing through and getting through this the best we can and it's gonna end soon it's gonna it's gotta end eventually you know all we can do in the meantime is just you know continue to work on ourselves work on our mental health work on our physical health and make sure you know that is primed and ready to go for when you know this world is ready to uh 
get back to the way, the way it was, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully everything works out uh, and we get to have our seasons next year. Uh, so best of luck to you. Thank you. You as well. St. John Fisher. Oh, thank you. And, um, you know, thank you for coming on. Jake, Always. Any, any last words? Yeah, my boy Terrence Eccles, GOAT. Appreciate that. Thank this you. dude has brought conversation to very difficult topics, and I think it needs to be said what a great job this man is doing. And thank you. Appreciate I cannot thank it. you enough for having me on your show, and I'd love to ha- be back eventually. Oh, absolutely. You know, we're going to have to get to talking about uh, that LeBron-Jordan <laughs> debate. <laughs> oh, for those of you who don't know, Jake doesn't know a thing about basketball. So show that clip right here. Forever. LeBron, LeBron is. James is good. LeBron James is good. The LeBron James Michael Jordan debate is very deep, and I'm gonna have to go with LeBron James on this one. Oh, good, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got oh. cut at CYO. Yeah, yeah. So, also, there's a reason I play lacrosse, not basketball. Right, right. Also, show you a clip of Jake playing basketball right here. Alright, so shout out to Jake for coming on today. It's been a pleasure talking to you, my brother. You as well, T. And um, yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you.